Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn why it's really important for your sleep to live your life one day at a time and some practical ways to do that when you're busy and you love planning ahead. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. I've talked before about the process that the brain goes through to wind down activity and brain processing before sleep so that your subconscious mind can make that final leap to allow sleep in. One of the things that you want to encourage yourself to feel is a sense of completion, a sense of satisfaction at the end of the day. And that's because when the subconscious brain gets the sense that the day is not finished, that your jobs aren't finished, that there's something more to think about or worry about, then there's a risk that it will interpret this as a sign that it's not a good time to allow sleep in, that it should override the tiredness and try to keep you awake so that you can continue dealing with this action or these thoughts or these problems that need solving or whatever it is. Now, I don't know about you, but there is never a day in my life where all of my to-do list is crossed off. I have never yet gone to bed and thought, well, you know, I've done absolutely everything that I need to do at work and all my life admin is done and the house is all perfectly perfect. It's like it's it's never happened. I literally can't remember a day when that was the case. If you think back to a much simpler life as an early human, which you'll remember from previous episodes is where I explained that our brain is is really normally still working from, then life then was an awful lot simpler. So Yes, it may not have been as safe or as easy, but it was simpler. If you'd got food and water that day, if you'd avoided predators and disease, if the tribe was together and safe, and then when the sun went down, then all was well and job done pretty much. The day's over, tomorrow's another day. So yes, of course, you could still have thoughts and worries, but the scope of these and the time frame of these was probably much simpler there's no yearly income goals, there's no annual appraisal, bills or retirement planning or choosing your kid's school or your parents' care home or thinking who you can get in to fix that leaky pipe. There, There's none of that. It was much simpler to live one day at a time. It was much easier to do that. To add to this, I also talked before about our strong Western cultural connection with sleep and relaxation as a reward for hard work. So for the deserving, for those people who've completed something worthy and earned their rest, rest only to be taken when the work is done. So you can see how we can create a conundrum for ourselves. Our subconscious wants us to feel finished for the day, but we've also indoctrinated ourselves into this sense of only stopping when we're done And then we have a modern life where the world never stops and we never finish all the things that we have to do. So we've got a kind of conundrum that doesn't really add up. 
And so some people get stuck into this contradictory loop, which interrupts their sleep. This is why I think it's really important to structure your activities and goals so that you can at least feel a bit more like you're living one day at a time and give your subconscious mind some sense of completion. Now, there are three practical ways, at least, that I use to help with this, and I'll go through each of these in turn. So the first thing I do is to set aside designated time to think about my goals in the daytime and when I'm not tired. Now, if you're always tired, then pick the time of day when you're most refreshed. And normally this would be late morning. If you're thinking that your most wide awake time is late at night or in the middle of the night, then I would suggest that it's not actually truly your most refreshed time. And I've discussed the reasons why on other episodes. So I would really urge you to choose some other time earlier in the day. So I pick a designated time and I sit down and I really start from scratch. What do I want? What do I want life to look like? What am I trying to achieve? And I pick a goal and I really think about what is the realistic timescale of this goal? What does it actually look like to achieve it at the end? How will I know that I've got there? And then from that point, I break it down time-wise. So I work backwards from the point of achievement, the longest time point out, until I've worked back, what do I need to do by when? And I work all the way back to the three months in front of me, immediately in front of me. So for example, if I think I want to achieve something by five years, I think, okay, that's where I'll be in five years. Where will I be in three years? Where will I be in one year? And then where will I be in the next three months? So I work back how I'm going to achieve that goal until I get to the three months in front of me. And that's what I found to be the best time period to work with. I found quarterly planning to be the most effective for managing worry and overthinking. So then I take the next goal and repeat. So say at the end of that, I've got four goals mapped out and I... And, you know, when I say goals, this can be anything. It's just a word. It doesn't mean it's a massive goal. It doesn't mean it's a life goal, a business goal. It could just be a small thing like, okay, when I really look at my life, I want to cook more meals from scratch or I want to do more exercise or I want to, I don't know, achieve something by this time. It really doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, whatever you're worrying about in the night, think about those things. By picking three or four to focus on, defining them and then working back until you know where you want to get to or you know where you have to get to in the next quarter in order to keep you on track for the farthest end point. And then you'll have immediately put clear time boundaries and plans in place for each of these goals. What I do next is sketch out the quarter in terms of weeks. So if there are 12 weeks in the next quarter, roughly what do I need to get done in each week to get to the point that I need to be at at the end of the quarter? So just keep bringing the timescale back closer. Now it sounds really overcomplicated, but it's not. Once you practice this a couple of times, it gets really quick to do. And to be honest, how I do this quickly is that I have a yearly planner that I use and it gives me the blank framework to break all this down for me. So all I have to do is basically fill it in once at the beginning of the year and then each month going forward. Once you've done that, you then have it there. You can leave it to one side and that's there for you. So 
every time you feel called to think or worry about or problem solve these big goals, you can move your attention away from that because you've already dedicated time to figuring these things out. You know exactly what you need to do by when. And the thing is that planning ahead and being proactive is sensible and it's having a structure in place for you to do that. What can happen when your, when your rational mind is affected by tiredness is that you stop thinking and acting from this calm, logical place and you can become ruled by the emotional roller coaster of a mind which is constantly worrying about the future. So taking the time to think about these things can help you counteract this tendency to get into worry about these long-term goals. Okay, the second thing is each week you can look at your plan and you pick out the things that you said you would do in the week, put those on a list, then add the things that you need to get done in the week and I call this my long list. So this is what most people work from. Most people work from a long list of the things that they have to do and if you're lucky you'll get a few things ticked off every day and at the end of the day there's still a million things left on. So what I do instead of this each morning as you're going through your morning routine, when you get to the part where you're looking ahead to the day and you're choosing your three things, choose three things off of your list. Only three, just pick three. They have to be achievable in that day. So if the three things are too big, just pick two. Make sure you just pick a small number of things that are definitely doable in that day. Now, at the end of your working day, when you close down your day, you want to spend some time reflecting that you did achieve these three things. So effectively, you've taken all the list of the things that you need to do, the big things that you need to do, small things that you need to do, future things, things for today. You broke it down into your list and then you just plucked these three things to do. And when you spend some time reflecting and congratulating yourself and being grateful that you achieved these things, it helps your mind to see how it is possible to achieve all the things you want to, but still take one day at a time. It's not overwhelming. It's bringing it into something practical, something achievable, and your mind can see that you have a plan. So you have things in hand, you're progressing the things that you want to, but you're still taking one day at a time. Now, the final thing that I want to point out is I have spent a lot of time working on thought management and learning how to keep my mind in the present. So the planner and the goal setting are outward tools that I use to manage how I think about life and how I respond to my thoughts if they do wander into worry about the future but I also take the time to practice techniques for staying in the present. So many of us are not based in our mind in the present. We're always thinking about the past or the future and very little time is spent in our minds in the present time. So one of the things I really put effort into is not feeding this habit that I previously developed over the years before to be looking back or looking forward. So that's the final way that I help my mind to keep living one day at a time. All right, have a good week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources link in the show notes.
or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep. <laughs>